are listening to the Paranormal Chronicles radio show. Here is your host, paranormal researcher and author of the best-selling A Most Haunted House, Gavin Lee Davis. Welcome, my name is JL Davis, author of Haunted Horror of Haverford West. The account reviewers are calling one of the most terrifying books of all time and founder of theparanormalchronicles.com. Thank you for joining me as I broadcast from beautiful Pembrokeshire, West Wales, and for joining me on my ongoing journey to explore the unknown. Tonight's episode is unlike anything I have ever recorded before in my life, and during it, we may have captured some paranormal activity. Have a listen and decide for yourself. Let me know. This series is brought to you by sixth-books.com. Visit www.sixth-books.com and discover books on the paranormal, spiritual, and the unknown. There are dozens of amazing books from some of the very best paranormal and spiritual authors on the planet. Visit sixth-books.com today and feed your mind. Remember to follow as all followers are put into a prize draw where one of our followers wins a paranormal book every month. And do not forget to follow if this is your first time listening as not only can you win a free book but on one of the September 2019 episodes one lucky follower will win a £25 or dollar Amazon gift voucher. I love giving you free stuff as I appreciate you listening and following. So press follow now. Check out our archive incredible interviews on aliens, demons, ghosts, hauntings and Bigfoot. Go through the archive, listen, download and follow. If you have an experience, story or theory to share then find us the Paranormal Chronicles on Facebook or Instagram, on Twitter at Paracron or email paranormalchronicles at aol.com. We have lots of amazing guests lined up heading into fall that you will love. Many debuting right here on the Paranormal Chronicles podcast series on tonight's show. Is one woman battling demons to save us all? Did she see Lucifer and Jesus on the same night? What is a negative entity and can it kill you? What can you do to protect yourself from evil? What do demons really look like? June Lundgren is a psychic, medium, demon seer, healer, animal communicator, international author and nurse. As a young child, she communicated with spirits, animals and angels. Her grandmother called her a demon seer because she could see, hear, communicate and has the ability to remove negative entities. Her books include A Medium's Guide to the Paranormal, The Dark Side of the Paranormal, Paranormal Encounters among others and a new book, Demon Seer, is due out October the 1st, 2019 on Amazon. And through her website, demonseer.com, June has removed attachments from people all over the world. It's a website you need to check out. This is an interview you will not believe. It will blow your mind. On with the show. So, June, could you tell us what is a negative entity? A negative entity is, there are different classifications of them. There is, um, an earthbound person can be negative. You know, they were like nasty in life and they're going to be nasty in death. When somebody says earthbound, you know, somebody says negative entity, I think demonics. And in my book, The Dark Side of the Paranormal, I talk about the different types. There are the old demons, uh, which are you know, you want to equal them to an archangel. And then there are what I call the lesser demons. They're the younger ones. I, I liken those to uh, rowdy teenagers. <laughs> they, <laughs> they do whatever they can to create whatever havoc they can do. But negative entities have never had 
physical form and can never take physical form. Therefore, they possess in order to take on physical form. This is something I feel is very personal, very relevant to me, and, and, and fans and followers of my work will probably be intrigued by this question as well. And that is, how can you tell if it's a negative entity, earthbound spirit, or mental illness? That's uh, that's a often asked question. There are different ways. If it's an earthbound, you're going to get the typical cold spots, hair raising up on your arms, back of your neck, and they're not as powerful as a demonic they're limited in what they can do on the other hand when you run into a true demonic whether it be a shadow person or one of those little creepy crawly dudes i call them creepy crawlies like the little minions yeah. but you get this feeling in the pit of your stomach a sick feeling like you know i'm gonna throw up <laughs> and you also get you feel cold internally it has nothing to do with the external ambient temperature. It could be like 90 degrees outside. And on the inside, you feel in your core like you're freezing. You can smell rotten flesh, rotted meat. Uh, negatives attract insects. They attract birds. But for your physical body, those are the signs and symptoms is you have... You have this horrible, sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. You have that coldness that has nothing to do with the temperature outside. And you have a feeling of dread. A question I'd be interested in is, like, where do the negative entities come from? Where do they exist when they're not in our realm or are they already in our realm? Some of them are in our realm. And uh, with the work I've been doing for the last, you know, 40 years, <laughs> uh, I've found that like people, they change, they evolve. Uh, they, I've noticed that over the 40 years that like things that you wouldn't see them doing, they're doing now. Like over the last five or six years, I've noticed that they've been digging. It sounds weird, but the, the only way I can explain it is they've been digging tunnels underground and they have a tendency to dig them along ley lines because the ley lines mask their basically their signature. Yeah. So it's kind of like the tunnel rats in Vietnam where the guys would tunnel underneath and attack, you know, the enemies and then leave and go back in their tunnels and move on. But those things are everywhere. When I was in the UK last year, it's like I can see them. I don't with my inner eye. And they're just everywhere. So I've, as I go, I take them out because they use these like super highways. They travel under that, under the ground. They come up and they attack people. But the thing is, they're like stalkers. You know, they usually either they're on the other side or they're in our world trying to create havoc, create harm. Uh, it's, you know, it's just the, it sounds trite, but that's just what they do. They love to create harm. You won't find too many old demons in the physical world because we're just not worth their time and energy. You know, uh, once in a while you will, but for the most part, they're the lesser demons. They create havoc wherever they go. These negative entities, they're here. And obviously they've got a purpose. 
you know, there's something they're attracted to. So what is it and who attracts negative entities to a person? What is it they're after? Negative entities are their ultimate goal is to basically attack people, the living, and especially they like the people that are religious, the people that, um, you know, are doing God's work, the light workers, but they're not picky. You know, they look for people with substance abuse, mental illness, uh, dysfunctional, uh, people that are being abused, things like that. You're weakened people, and they'll they'll attach themselves to somebody and they'll watch. They're like uh, stalkers. They'll wait and they'll watch. They have all the time in the world. So they sit back. They watch your routines. They watch how you react to something unusual that happens. They decide whether you're worth their time and effort. And once they decide that you're worth their time and effort, then they'll attach themselves to you. And it'll start out slow. They'll start doing little things. And they'll build up bigger and bigger. A lot of times uh, they'll attach themselves to the weak, like um, children and older people. And with the children, they try to be their friend, you know. And then it's fine. And then they, when the time is right, they try to turn the children against everything. And they try to harm the children. So you really have to be vigilant where your children are concerned. They uh, they know your future. You know, people think, well, they don't know what's going to happen in the future. But negatives know the future just as well as the archangels do. And if you're going to grow up and be a light worker for God, then you're a target. Really, you're just a big target. When I was growing up, my grandmother and grandfather raised me for the first five years. And I would see them all the time. And Michael was with me from the moment of my birth. And he said, listen, I don't want you interacting with these things. You need to watch. You need to learn what they do, how they do it, what attracts them. And so for years, that's all I did was to watch these things and see how they worked, see what their function was, what attracted them. And I didn't understand, you know, why this I had to do this, but Michael said to do it, so I did it. It, was, it wasn't until I was 18 that I actually had an interaction with one of them. The biggest advice I can give a person is... Yeah. If you see a negative, <laughs> do not acknowledge it. To acknowledge it is to make it see you. If you ignore it, chances are it'll move on. But the minute you say, is that a demon or is that a shadow person? Then it'll turn it and it'll see you. So with a demon or a negative entity, what do they look like? How would we recognize them? Would they Do they just appear as like a big monster or would they come to us, you know, it's like, in the guise of like a grandmother, or would it be something totally different? It depends upon the individual demon, what they want to do. But most of the time, they'll look into your mind. They'll pull out your idea of what a demon should look like. And then they'll amplify that ten times. And that's how they'll show themselves. 
Uh, sometimes you'll see them as black masses, sometimes humanoid figures with either yellow or red eyes. Uh, you can see the creepy crawlies, or they can show themselves as anything, spiders, long stick people, uh, just really creepy looking things. But they find your worst nightmare, and that's how they show themselves. Me, I'm different. I see them in their pure form, which people do not want to see what I see because it's it's not nice. Um, to best describe how I see them is yeah. if you take an archangel and you turn it black, and they're seven feet tall with a 12-foot wingspan, and then you look at the face – and the face is pure evil. It's, I don't think you can really describe it. The rest of it is beautiful. But the minute you see the face and the eyes, it's, it's totally, it's, makes, it hurts your eyes. It makes you want to look away. Most people anyway. I've had a couple of people that said, you know, I want to see what you see. You're and like, probably one, no, you don't. <laughs> I did. Yeah. One of them was a medium friend of mine, and he says, I want to see what you see. I said, no, 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 no. You don't want to see what I see. Because I knew that she wouldn't be able to take it. She's like, she she wanted to go with me on a removal. So I took her, and there were you know three of them there. And I said, hold my hand, and you'll see what I see. And she did, and she's like, Oh, my God. And she jerked her hand away. Well, the same thing happened when I was on Ghost Adventures. Zach Baggins, he's like, I want to see what you see. And I'm like, no, you don't. And he's like, yes, I do. And I'm like, don't say I didn't warn you. And, you know, he he was, I'm sure he had nightmares for a long time after that. He's like, it was weird. Some of the, some of it you can't see, you know, it's not released on the film but he's like first it was white light and it was beautiful he said and then this black curtain came down and i saw it in the corner and then that's when he jerked his hand away from me and he ran out of the hotel just ran out of the hotel and i'm like okay (laughs) i said i need to take that from you and he's like i don't know i don't know so he went away and he phoned Billy and he said, you know, I don't think that woman knows what she's doing. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. You're the one who doesn't get yeah. a clue with these guys, you know. And she, Billy told him, she told you, you're going to hear, you're going to see what she sees. So you need to get back here and get that taken away from you. So a few minutes later, he came back and I removed the sight from him. But, you know, people just think it's going to be all nicey-nice, but it's not. It's it's something that you're called to do, not something anybody in their right mind would want to do on their own. You know, if I wasn't called to do it, I wouldn't do it. But I'm able to remove them from a distance or, you know, be there and remove them. I've removed them from as far away as Australia and the Netherlands. I can do it from a distance, and the reason I can do it is in 1988, I was riding my motorcycle, and a woman ran a red light, hit me, and I was dead for two minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there was a police officer a couple cars back, and he came over, and he's like, you know, the people around me were were told me afterwards that he's like, you know, she's dead, you know, he was trying to do something to bring me back. And on the other side, my grandparents met me 
And then Michael was there, the archangel, and he says, you need to understand who and what you are. He said, this event right here was to show you who, you know, who your soul belongs to. So he, I'm sure it was just a few seconds, but he made me relive all of my physical world lives back to the soul. And he says, this is you, you're Ariel the Archangel. You're a servant of God. You need to start doing what you're meant to do, remove demons for God. You've done it in all your other lives. This will be no different. And I said, well, I know I have to go back. And he says, yes, it's not your time. And my grandfather told me, you know, in a year, you're going to have a son. And I had just met my husband at the time. And my son was born a little bit longer than a year later. But I've been, it took me two years to come to terms with what's inside of me. And I learned to communicate with her. I didn't even know who Ariel was till I looked it up on the web. And even then, there's not much uh, information about her. She's one of the five that guard the throne of God. But she was also what they call an assassin. She was kind of like a, an elite, like a Navy SEAL type of thing, if yeah. you can equate it. And so she was a demon slayer. So that's how she got in the predicament of having to come back, was she ripped a demon out of a living person, and the woman died. So God said, you know what? That's enough. You have no compassion for mankind. You're going to have to go back and relive physical world lives until you learn to have compassion for mankind. And so this is my 131st life, so, you know, she's pretty stubborn. <laughs> so, so Ariel is part of you, and that's why yeah. you've got this ability, because I was going to ask, right. how have you got this ability? We would need more soldiers like you against mm -hmm. the horde of negatives and demons, you know, they're tunneling and getting into our lives. More and more we're hearing about attachments, negative energies, hauntings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mental illness, dependency, suicide, right? And right. there's got to be a link, right? There's yeah. got to be a link for my own yeah. personal experience. So you are the embodiment of basically a demon slayer. I can bring Ariel forward. And, you know, I've been, I was doing it for years before I met a woman who wanted to, you know, be able to help me. And so she had some uh, basic abilities. So I've taught her how to deal with the little creepy crawly dudes but she can't do anything with the bigger ones but she says do you know that when ariel comes forward your eyes turn white your voice changes and your face looks like 20 years younger and i'm like uh no i don't have a mirror i can't see that but they're it's it's they videoed it so that it's and i have a youtube channel called ghosts and girls paranormal and there are a couple of there are a couple of removals in there. So, so Ghosts and Girls Paranormal on YouTube. Right. Mm -hmm. Our listeners can check that out. I, I, that, that's what I'm going to be doing. Ghosts and Girls Paranormal on YouTube, okay? And there's going to be videos of your of your practices, yeah. your methods, your experiences. That is absolutely incredible. So how does Ariel feel about being part of this human existence? Is it something that she's getting on with? Does that affect you? Do you often think, you know what? I just want to be a mom and a, and, a, and a lady who does this and that. Or is it like, do you know what? This is great. This is really helping me make a difference to this world. It's um, She doesn't like being in human form because it restricts her to a certain extent. She's subject to, you know, physical ailments of my body. And But she's, over the years, she's learned how 
to cope with it. And she's become, in this lifetime, she's become more resolved to it. And she actually is having an easier time of it in this lifetime than she has in any of the other ones. And it's because, you know, God says, you know, this is your last lifetime. You can come home after this. So it's like, okay, because when I was a kid and she would come forward, and although I didn't know it at the time, my grandmother, Michael, told my grandmother what was going on. And I, you know, my grandma says, don't worry about it. It's just, you know, you're just daydreaming. You know, it's it's nothing to worry about because my consciousness, when she comes forward, my consciousness goes to the back and she comes forward. And I can hear and see everything that she sees. So it's it's a bit, at first it was a bit unnerving. But now I'm, I'm used to it. She doesn't come, we had to have, we had several arguments. She would like to come, the minute she sensed a negative entity, she would like to come forward. I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. You have to wait until I tell you you can come forward. Because, you know, I work as a nurse. And, you know, and you work hospital work, there's all kinds of things in the hospitals. So we have an agreement that when it when I'm ready, then she'll come out. Otherwise, she'll kind of sit in the background and watch. We will be right back after these important messages. I've never met a dead person I didn't like is the extraordinary travels of a young, alone, and broke psychic in the highly anticipated new book from internationally renowned psychic, medium, medical intuitive, and best-selling author Sherry Dillard. Critics have described I've never met a dead person I didn't like as an engrossing memoir, an empowering story of how a broken girl came to accept her psychic gift, a refreshing and fun read. I've Never Met a Dead Person I Didn't Like is available through Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. How far would you go to protect the children in your care? Nyla's Babies is the terrifying, chilling book from Jack Simonson in which a young nanny battles an ancient demon for the souls of the twin babies in her care. Critics have heralded Nyla's Babies as an impressive and vivid imagined story, compelling and devilishly spooky, shocking and haunting. Nyla's Babies is available on Amazon, Kindle or wherever books are sold. Visit CosmicEgg-Books.com for more on Nyla's Babies. Sixth books will take you to other worlds, haunt you, open your mind and push you far beyond the veil of the unknown. Sixth Books is a leading publisher of books on the body, mind and spirit, the paranormal, consciousness, ancient wisdom and the afterlife. Explore today, learn today, open your mind today, read today. Visit sixth-books.com today. The world as you know it is about to change. Do you wish for more paranormal and spiritual content? The Paranormal Chronicles magazine is a free digital magazine crammed with the very best in paranormal and spiritual articles and features. No sign-up, no subscription, just free reading and knowledge for you. Read today at www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. Hi there, my name is Claire Waters and I would like to invite you on an incredible journey. I have written a book based on my personal experiences called Raising Faith a true story of raising a child's psychic medium. 
It's my family's extraordinary experiences with our young daughter's ability to communicate with spirits and the inspirational lessons learned on our journey. Raising Faith is currently available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and wherever books are sold. Join me on this beautiful and incredible adventure. For more information on Raising Faith, visit my website, raisingfaith.co.uk, or my Facebook page, Raising Faith Book. See you there. The International Chart Topping Haunted Horror of Haverford West has been described as terrifyingly real, a must-read, shocking and chilling brilliance, genuinely worrying, utterly frightening. Don't read before bed. Described as one of the spookiest writers out there, best-selling author G.L. Davies presents Haunted Horror of Haverford West. The true paranormal account that is shocking the world. Dare you enter? Dare you read? Haunted. Horror of Haverford West is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and wherever books are sold. Pray you never And can the negatives or the demons, can they hurt or kill you? No. During the war between heaven and hell, you know, this is all on my new book, Demons Here, um, Michael was the one who disarmed Lucifer. And Ariel was the one who disarmed Lucifer's son. And so they really fear, besides God and Jesus, they fear the archangels, especially Michael and Ariel. So if they, because I had, you know, when I started removing demons, I had questions. I told Michael, I said, well, you know, these things can kill you. You know that. And he's like, no, no, no. He says, not you. Really, because he says, I protect the body for you. And then he says, can you imagine... If they killed your body and Ariel came out, they would be toast. They, she would be so mad. He yeah. says, they, 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 I keep her hidden so that when I go on a removal, I check everything out. They cannot detect her until she comes forward because they're stupid. They do not look beneath the surface, really. They only see, like some people, they judge by how you look, what your physical, you know, what you look like physically. They don't dig any farther to see what the person's like or what's buried beneath. So that's where I have a one up on them, so to speak. When you were younger, just going back a little bit, when you were younger and you were aware of them and you were watching them, mm -hmm. so you were watching the stalkers, I take it they weren't even aware you were watching them. They had no idea, Michael said, you know, you're, I'm going to protect you so you can see them, but they won't see you. And I'm like, okay, that'll work. <laughs> so all those years. And then when I left for the military, he took the protection away. I joined the military when I was 17, and I was in for five years. And I have some incidents when I was in uh, EMT, which is medical, um, emergency medical tech, and then working the wards. You know, I had all kinds of experiences so just for clarification right say you're going to do your groceries right you're just having a normal day you're going shopping mm -hmm. or you're going to the cinema or going to visit friends are you aware of them do they kind of like skulk away from you like thinking you know i'm going to back off a bit so you're walking down a busy street in amongst us are they living yeah. with us they're, they're here now all the time aren't they oh yeah they're among they're among us all the time i'm aware of them i don't acknowledge them and unless Ariel comes forward, they don't know she's even there. And when I first started out, she wanted to she wanted to come out 
all the yeah. time. Yeah. So I had, you know, so we have this truce where she doesn't come out till I tell her she can come out. And that way, you know, they don't know she's there. They have a tendency to ignore me unless unless she comes forward. And then they don't even want, I had one night when I was coming out of work. It was during the winter time. And the place I work, the clinic I work, backs up to a graveyard. <laughs> and she, you know, here's, I'm looking, I'm going to get in my car. It's like dark out. It's 7 o'clock at night. And here's this demon standing at the end of the, uh, it's about a block away. The road that leads by my work is like a block long. And here it is standing down at the end, and it's raining, and it's sitting there, and it's challenging me. And I'm like, really? You really want to go there? You know, it's standing there and just keeps, and it starts walking forward. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. So then I take it out, but it's like, really? It's like something out of high noon, you know, a western. Yeah. <laughs> here it is down there. This year. One night I was coming home. It was just bizarre. It was the first time I'd ever heard these, uh, what I call ravagers. It was snowy. I was, you know, things were icy and stuff. And I was coming down a big hill on my way home. Again, it's like 7 o'clock at night. Then I start hearing these. It sounded like clicking and and I heard their screaming. And then it's like the sound of wings. It's like, it was bizarre. It's like something out of. That was before the movie Constantine came out. And I thought to myself, when I saw the movie, I thought, oh, they must have been visited by these things because they were screeching and you could hear the clicking of their of their talons and stuff. And and I'm like, okay. I asked Michael, I said, what is that? And he says, well, you would call them ravagers. I'm like, okay. He says, just ignore them and just go home. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Good grief. So can the negatives hurt or kill us? You know, I've been studying depression, mental health and suicide, mm -hmm. not yeah. saying everything can be blamed on the paranormal because right. we are the masters in some accounts. But the more and more research and my own personal experiences, which people have read in my books, Haunted, Horror of Halford West and stuff like of that nature, is that I felt like something was trying to get me to give in. You know, mm -hmm. I was an alcoholic. Yeah. I tried to take my own life. Is that literally what they're trying to do or is it a more physical way? It depends upon the individual, uh, where your weaknesses lie. If you're, you know, if you're into substance abuse, whether it be alcohol, you know, hard drugs, whatever, then they'll use that. They feed off of the negative emotions of depression, anger, jealousy, all that sort of stuff. Plus, the substance abuse makes you weak. And they use that to, as a stepping stone to what they want. They'll sit back, they'll decide, hmm, well, he's an alcoholic. And I really want to take his soul. So I'm going to work on him. I'm going to give him depression. I'm going to give him suicidal ideologies. You know, Then and then eventually he'll give in. Not. That does not always happen. But they kind of work that way. They want to isolate you from anyone that could be of any support to you. And then your world goes to hell in a handbasket. I mean, financially emotionally mentally i mean it all just goes in the toilet but they can also physically kill you i uh, a friend of mine who's a minister and a member of another group that i do work with he wanted to go on a removal with me and i said well this is a nasty negative 
I said, you have to make sure you have your protection in place if you go with me. And he's like, okay, so he's a lay minister. So he's a minister. He's an ordained minister. And so we go to the place where I'm doing the removal, and I can feel it, and it's upstairs in the house. And I, I told him, I said, you know, if you come up, just stay behind me. So I'm proceeding up the steps, and they're following me. And Aaron said later that he felt that somebody had reached in and was squeezing his heart. He was getting shorter breath. He had horrible chest pain. And it also tried to push his wife down the stairs. She came uh, with us. And uh, so they can kill you. They can toss you down a stair. They can push you down. They can stop your heart. They can, you know, stop you from breathing. They can do it if they want to. What I found very interesting there was you said that they can actually influence those around you. So say, for example, I wasn't feeling myself because mm-hmm. this thing is started to attach. But one of my friends, I got lots of friends that, you know, they're writers, authors, they practice uh-huh. light work, etc. And they were yeah. trying to help me. So yeah. these things at the same time as trying to like latch onto me and bring me down, they're also going to be like saying, you know, you get close to him. I'm going to start on you as well. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah. They will. I mean, they they basically warn you, back off, because you're going to get the same. You know, once I sensed what was going on, I told it, no, I don't think so. And then I brought Ariel out. And then it was scared. And it was an old demon, so they're very powerful. Michael and Gabriel came along with, and they showed themselves and grabbed a hold of it. And the, the odd thing about this demon... Though it was old, I've been in places where people say, you know, I've heard places where people say, oh, you know, you don't want to go there. Um, This land is cursed. It has, you know, there's a lot of death that happens here, a lot of bloodshed. You know, nothing is good here on this land. Nobody can live on this land. I've always wondered what that was about. Well, this one came from the land. And I made it tell me, I said, why are you entombed in the ground? Because that makes no sense to me. I mean, literally, it was in prison underground. And it said that it had gone against Lucifer. And for its crime, it was entombed in the ground. And it told me that it couldn't go back because Lucifer was still mad at it. And I'm like, T.S., you're going back. You know, you suffer. It's your problem. I'll send you back. It's your problem. (laughs) What is happening within that realm? Is there some disgruntled demons thinking we we don't like the boss anymore? Well, the thing is, Lucifer maintains control. And, you know, it's I did a removal on exorcism on a woman a couple of years ago. And she had 11 negatives within her. And I got down to the last one. And it just wasn't, you know, coming out, and it was fighting me tooth and nail. And I'm like, okay, you want to stay in there? I said, I said, would you would you like to go home? Would you like to go back to the light? I said, I can ask Jesus to, you know, come for you if you want to, if you want to change and you want to go back to the light. And it doubted me, and my friend. The minister was on one side and the other woman that I was training at the time was on the other side of the room. And they both saw Jesus there and reach out 
his hand to the demon, and but the demon didn't take it. It was he. It was afraid that Jesus would lot was lying and was going to send him back. And so Jesus retreated. Both of them, you could see them physically part as this huge hand came out towards the demon. And and in that moment, I was able to find out why it didn't want to go back. Why there was so much resistance. And I found again, I found that this thing was told to do something for Lucifer and just didn't bother. Just like <laughs> went his went his own merry way. And uh, I'm like, okay. All right, if that's the way you're going to be. So in the next second, I said, Lucifer, come. And here comes this black form walking down the hallway towards where I was and my friends. Because Ariel's out all this time. You know, she's been out for like three hours, which is unusual. She's usually a matter of minutes and she does the removal. But Lucifer came down, walking down the hall. It was like a humanoid figure, black. That's how they saw it. I saw him in his true form, and Lucifer told him to come, and it, it still wasn't willing to come. And Lucifer looked at me and said, I'll be back for it tonight. And so you he turned, saw him? Yeah, everybody saw him. It freaked him out because they're like, you know, I oh, like, like a friend, the minister said, I always knew Jesus existed, and I always yeah. knew the devil existed. But to see them both yeah. in, the same, in the same place, he says, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. That was a couple of years ago, and he's still trying to wrap his head around it. He's like, it just blew my mind. He said, I still, it just validated for me the fact that there is good and there is evil. And I brought him along because God said to me, he needs to understand not to be afraid of negatives. Because if you're afraid, you're weak. So I brought him along to empower him and once you know once he went with that he was good but lucifer left and they're like oh my god so we all go home you know i told the woman i said you need to go see a counselor i said i know you have ptsd from 11 years uh, from 20 years of having these things inside of you i said you need to get some help you know some counseling and uh, she's promised me that she would and so we all go home, and later that night at 3 a.m., we were all woken up at the same time in our respective beds, and Lucifer told me it's done. And they called me in the morning and said, did you? I'm like, yeah, okay. So what happened? Where did it go? He was so mad that he destroyed it. When Lucifer appeared, he, he wasn't as we see him. Well, to them, he looked like a, like a shadow person on steroids. You know, you have this humanoid type figure and these red eyes. And Aaron says he looked like he was in a suit. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, that's how you see him. I said, I see him a little differently. <laughs> I said, but that's fine. If you want to see him that way, that's cool. <laughs> but different people would see like a different, slightly yes. different version. Yes. Yep. It will, it will show you how it wishes to be perceived. You know, if you see it, Lucifer as horns and cloven, you know, cloven feet and stuff like that, and that's how you'll see it. If he sees it, you know, as half human and a goat or whatever, elephant, whatever, then that's how he'll see it. And I'll see it in its, in its true form. 
I always imagined, right, if, if Lucifer ever appeared in front of a human, it would be the most perfect human you'd ever see. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't be anything me. scary for, for Lucifer to win. Everything's got to look really good, you know, really cool. All this fire and yeah. brimstone and monsters. It's, yeah, not very, yeah. it's not very appealing, you know. The classic but like, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the classic stuff's like terrifying. So I can imagine like Lucifer would be like a really good looking guy or lady. He's like, come, come down with me. Like, we've got nightclubs, we've got this party, you can eat what you want. Like the show. <laughs> yeah, like the show. Like, you come down, it's going to be great. You can eat what you want. You're not going to put on weight. Brilliant. Come on down and say, oh, yeah, we'll all go. Could you explain what? the attachment and infestation possession process is is it something that happens when you're sleeping could it be like could you be in work is it when you're like at a critical moment where you're like an alcoholic or depressed about take your life do we feel them coming into us would we know that they are on us in us around us you would uh whether it be subconsciously or consciously thing is it looks for when you're at your weakest point and it and when you're sleeping you're open so you know it can just creep on in but it's subtle if it decides to take you over you know as as a position you know it's it may start out being just you know a position once in a while it's a full-on you know position is is kind of rare i like i said i've, I've run across it a couple times but mostly it's when they come in and come out. They do it when they feel like it. You know, they, they don't, they're not with you 24-7 because the body will wear out. They'll wear down the body because it won't sleep. These things just keep you up all the time. They try to weaken you even more so that you will die and, you know, and they'll have your soul and they'll be happy and you'll be miserable. But the attachment is just when they, you know, like walking beside you you know it's like your your best friend (laughs) and they you know influence you to do different things to think different things uh whether it's you know hitting somebody whether it's stealing whether it's wrecking your car anything like that then you know those are all things that influences influences you to leave the people or push away the people that mean the most to you, that are the most support for you. It wants you to denounce God and Jesus. You know, that's their whole thing is to get you to come onto their side and to leave the the white light energy. You've written a new book. It's called Demon Seer. Is that correct? Yes, yes. It's due to come out the 1st of October. And it's basically the beginning of it is my life, not boring stuff. We're talking about like I was raised by my grandparents and how my grandmother was a medium and she taught me all she could teach me. And then Michael was constant with me. So it's like my growing up process, but it's not boring because I don't go into like massive details, you know, about, oh, yeah, I, I was I was 17 and I got a car. No, 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 none of that stuff. <laughs> this is all action stuff. This is all stuff that's really interesting i kept i skipped the boring parts <laughs> and there's a lot in there of information that people don't know about that i've gotten over the years of what goes on on the other side not only in heaven but in hell as well and it talks about you know the hierarchy there is a hierarchy in hell believe it or not and in each negative there is still some good yeah. You know, people think, oh, you know, they're 
they're negative, they're that's it, you know. But they can repent, you know, basically they can if they change their ways and stuff and go back, then you know, they can do that if they truly mean it. And the archangels and God will know if they truly mean it before they take them back. And there's it's just there's just packed full of information about what happens and it's intermixed with things that's happened in my lifetime and why I see the things I see and how I see them because everybody sees things differently everybody hears things differently but you know I mean I love animals more than people it's horrible Aww. to say but but you know for me Animals are so pure. They don't have the hang-ups we have. That's why you don't find them hanging around very often. You know, people got a lot of baggage. But I do animal communication. Um, I can see the future. I can see the past. I can, when I talk to God and the others, it's it's like I'm having a full-on conversation with you. Even with demons, you know, people like, well, you know, you talk to demons, what do they say? You know, what are, what do you talk about? I look at them, I'm like, really? I said, a demon's got nothing to say that I want to hear. I said, there's no talking. They're just getting rid of them. <laughs> no talking whatsoever. We just get rid of them. <laughs> now, now, it's probably covered in your book. So, you know, I want people to go and read your book. I want people mm-hmm. to understand the, the whole picture. I want them to read Demons here and get across from all of us, the whole picture and how you got involved and what you're doing. But... Are there anything we can do to protect ourselves from negative entities? Is there anything we could do on a day-to-day basis to just protect ourselves? Oh, sure. You know, that's the thing. People, I wrote the book called The Dark Side of the Paranormal because I wanted to empower people to be able to tell, A, tell if it's a negative, and if it is, what kind? Is it, you know, a demonic or is it just an earthbound negative? I wanted to give them information on how they can protect themselves i came on that case that i told you about where the demon grabbed aaron's uh, heart the people that were in there prior you know they were a paranormal group they contacted me because they couldn't deal with it and they gave them crystals and told them to put them in the four corners of their house and that would protect them and the guy woke up the next morning and every one of the crystals were broken in half and, of course, it tried to pull him out of bed that same night. But really, the you know, there are few things that can protect you. One of them is invoking the name of Jesus Christ, you know, and God. Uh, the other is a crucifix. Now, the crucifix has to have the image of Jesus on it. It's, you can't have just a plain cross. You can't have an abstract image. You have to have that. And then there is the power of prayer, obviously. Yeah. Pr- prayer is very powerful. And I have, when I started removing demons, God said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a recipe for black salt. Well, I didn't even know what black salt was, but he's like, and I found out later. And then he's like, this is how you make it. And I'm going to bless it at each step of the manufacturing of it, of the making of it. So I'm like, okay, he says, you use that. Once you do the removal, you ha- you give it to the client and tell them to lay it down around the inside perimeter of their home or their apartment, what have you. And it acts like a force field. It prevents anything negative from getting in there. It will not prevent 
uh, you know, the good ones from passing through. They can go anytime they want. It yeah. only it only stops negatives. And it's worked <clears throat> since then, you know, 20 years ago. It's it. I've been giving it to everybody, so they, and nobody's had any problems with it. You know, they have no more problems. Once I do the removal and they put down the black salt, it seals their home. You know, I tell them, take a little bit of it, carry it with you, put some in your car, put a little baggie. You know, and I, I make black salt necklaces so that people can wear them. And you can feel, even through a metal container that the necklace is, you can feel it heating up as it's protecting. It actually... I have friends that live in Essex, you know, Romford. Yeah. And they're like, you know, they would go, my UK group, their parent goes and girls paranormal UK. And they could feel it heating up. At one, in one place, it got to the point where it was almost burning. I said, you didn't take it off, did you? And they're like, no way did we take it off. But, yeah, it heats up when it's protecting. Now, there's going to be a lot of people listening that are going to be worried, concerned. Mm-hmm. There might be something in their life that they can't control. They are going to want to contact you. So how can people contact you? How can they find out more? Maybe ask for some help. Because you did say earlier that you can do attachment clearing anywhere, anywhere on the planet. So how can people get in contact with you? Um, I have two websites. Probably the easiest one is demonseer.com. That links into my mystic connections. So everything is in there. If you go to demonseer.com or I'm on Facebook, I have like a page for Demon Seer. I have a page for Ghosts and Girls Paranormal. And then I have one for my books. But I'm on Twitter. You can find me anywhere there. Just put in June Lundgren and, and you'll find me and just send me an email. There's a place to send on Facebook and Twitter. There's a place to send a message. And I check my messages every day. And then on the website, there's a contact. It doesn't matter if you're clear across the world from me. If you need help, send me an email, and I'll get right back to you within 24 hours and uh, see what I can do to help. Also, you've got the Ghosts and Girls Paranormal YouTube channel. I do. Uh, that, that's something I'm going to go and check out right now. And you've also got Demon Seer that is available on Amazon on October the 1st. Is that correct? Yes. Uh-huh. That's absolutely brilliant. And... You manufacture pendants and necklaces people can buy to protect themselves as well. On my website, I do have the necklaces with, that contain black salt for protection. I also sell the black salt, and, and you can buy it on the website along with the and the, it'll come with instructions. And remember that it's all about thought. Thought becomes reality on the other side, and if it transmits to the other side, our thoughts and intentions. I thank you so much for your time tonight, Jane. Can I ask one thing? Can you leave our listeners with just a final thought, something to leave them with? If you think that you're in a situation where there's a negative involved, do not try to remove it yourself. Do not acknowledge it. Find someone who can, a clergy of some kind or somebody like me that does it. Uh, just make sure that you protect yourself you hear it here folks thank you so much for your time tonight june i really appreciate you're an absolute superstar and i appreciate all the work you are doing thank you so much thank you for having me i enjoyed myself 
there we have it. A remarkable lady battling the forces of evil. What did you think? During the recording there were certain bangs and various technical difficulties. June said every time she talks about this, strange things happen in her house. Interviews are disrupted, recordings fail to record, almost as if something was looking to stop her speaking. Listen back and contact me to let me know what you heard during the interview. If you have concerns or need more information on attachments, negative entities or demons, then June can be contacted at www.demonseer.com. Reach out to her, she can help you wherever you are in the world. Check out her books, which are Medium's Guide to the Paranormal, Paranormal Encounters and Dark Side of the Paranormal on Amazon. And while you're there, check out the amazing videos on ghostsandgirlsparanormal.com. Demon Seer will be out October the 1st, 2019. Give it a read. It is going to be fantastic. If you enjoy reading things of a paranormal nature, the Paranormal Chronicles digital magazine is hundreds of free paranormal pages just for you. No catches, sign-ups or nonsense, just free reading for you. Visit www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. The magazine now has a reputation as being the number one knowledge for the true students and enthusiasts of the paranormal. So visit www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine for your free digital magazine and see what all the fuss is about. Don't forget to delve headfirst into the archives for amazing interviews, on-location reports and to hear my collection of ghost stories I recorded from people from all over the world. If you haven't followed by now, why not? Follow so you never miss an episode and for a chance to win free stuff every month. Go on, follow now. Thank you. Help us grow by sharing and telling your friends about us. Let me leave you with this. It's a quote from R. Buckminster Fuller. Those who play with the devil's toys will be brought by degrees to yield his sword. Sleep well.